Today's scripture reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. That's the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Please stand for the reading of God's word. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This is the word of God. Please. Okay. Good morning. Um, it's, uh, it's really good to be here. Um, it's uh, really, i uh, just like to extend greetings from our church in the Philippines in Cebu, Olive Grove. Um, I'm not sure if everyone's aware, but you sent a group to us last year, and it was really a joy uh, for us to, um, to get to know you and to um, worship together with you. And it's our pleasure uh, to be here. Um, actually, I'm originally from Ohio, so I grew up kind of in uh, small town, USA. Um, but I immigrated to the uh, East Coast uh, for college, and then I settled in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I was a public school teacher there for 14 years, coached the wrestling team, and um, then uh, ended up going to the Philippines. And this morning, I'd like to share with you um, seeing uh, what Jesus sees. Um, click here. Uh, one more click. Um, when I was growing up uh, in church, you know, the, you come to difficult situations and you're kind of told, uh, what would Jesus do? All right. And so if we uh, you get in situations in life that are difficult and awkward, especially in this day and age. Uh, one time when I was in college um, at Nyack, I was uh, in the city, you know, roaming around as college students do. And um, I was on the subway. And I sat down on the subway, and then uh, the, the door opened, and in came a lady who was clearly um, homeless and, you know, not necessarily all together. And so she came, and she picked a seat right next to me, you know, and everybody in the car is kind of watching, see what goes on. And so I'm sitting there, and, you know, like, you know, not just, just you know, happy, you know. And then, um, so what would Jesus do in this situation, right? And... You know, I'm trying to be nice. And then she leans her head on my shoulder. And I'm sitting here and people are looking. And, you know, it's in these type of situations, sometimes we don't know what to do. The Bible doesn't have everything cut out. What do you do? These situations, people put you, you feel so weird and all these things. But before we can think of what Jesus would do, we won't be able to do what he would do until we can see what Jesus sees. And so, as we read the scripture the, uh, this morning, we talked about Jesus seeing the crowds. And I would ask you, if you look at a crowd of people, what do you see? Is my clicker working here? Okay, just give me a click here. Um, when you see a group of young people, or click. A group from another religion, 
or a group of people worshiping, a group of people that you may not know so well. What do you see? When you see a group of people who are struggling, people who are um, caught in between the powers of this world, the struggles that go on, when you see people who are worried and fearful of diseases, what do you see? When you see a group of children, what do you see? Many of us in our lives so often are so caught up. We're busy. We're moving quickly. And here in the New York metropolitan area, we are moving fast. And every day you see hundreds and hundreds of faces. And the question would be, what do you see? Do you see what Jesus sees, be it on the street, on the subway, at a high school basketball game in your neighborhood. What do you see? And the first thing I'd like to point out from this passage is Jesus saw the crowds. Many times we don't see the crowds, and sociologists have actually done studies, and we treat people differently. There's some people that we drive by, maybe perhaps day laborers, And you drive by them on your way to work in the morning and you see them every day. But there's nothing within you that says, hey, would I ever talk to this person? Would I ever engage with this person? Maybe a homeless person who hangs out somewhere by where we buy gasoline or something like that. We've seen the person several times. So as we see that person, often we don't really see a person. We see them kind of as a part of the scenery of what we experience. And there's people in our lives who serve us, uh, be it cashiers or gas station attendants, that we see, but do we really see the person that is there behind? Click. Um, Jesus saw the crowds. Um, Sometimes we're too busy for people. Sometimes we are afraid of getting involved with people. Sometimes we avoid people. And sometimes we judge people. Instead of seeing the crowds like Jesus sees. But instead, Jesus, Jesus saw the crowds. He wasn't too busy for the crowd. As Jesus lived his life, somehow his life had enough order to it that he could accomplish his daily tasks and not be too busy to see the people around him. He wasn't afraid of the crowd. In a, in a big metropolitan area like New York, there are people who are intimidating, people who cause us fear but Jesus had the ability to be in a crowd of people even people who were against him people who had it out for him and not live in fear Jesus did not avoid the crowd there were times when he went away to the mountain to be by himself with the father but then he always came back to the crowd Jesus didn't judge the crowd Jesus was with people that we would often tend to judge be it prostitutes and people that are at this lower level of society, be it tax collectors and those people who are kind of in positions of power who exploit and take advantage of people, people that we would tend to judge, but Jesus did not judge the crowd. He went to where the crowds were. Jesus lived his life in such a way as to see people, to see where they were and where they were going. 
Um, and it says, after he saw the crowds, that he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When Jesus saw those people, something happened inside of them. And I would, I would challenge you as a follower of Jesus, as you live your life tomorrow, as you go to work, as you go to school, as you see people that you challenge yourself, am I, am I seeing the crowd that Jesus sees? Or am I too busy with my own thing? I've got my own agenda. I've got things to get done. I'm, I'm in such a hurry that I don't have time to see the people. And when Jesus saw those crowds, he had this compassion, this feeling of, of love, of care, of wanting to help, of wanting to do something. And it says he saw that because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And I want to put those words in your mind, harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I have some images, uh, some from uh, my culture and some from uh, the Bible. This is a picture that I... Uh, cropped that I took of a young girl who attends our tutoring program. We have more than 100 students who come to our tutoring program every week. And um, this was uh, years ago when it used to be in my house. And that, that is our couch there. So they're, they're on the couch doing math problems. And I took a picture of this young girl. And if you saw her face, you would see a beautiful smiling face as beautiful as any of your children. With lots of joy and having lots of fun. And the children in the Philippines, those who have been there, I'm sure they've shared a little bit. But they're, they're constantly running around and laughing and having fun and doing anything and everything. And beautiful, beautiful smiles. But if you look a little closer, there's some harassment that goes on. And this young girl's legs are filled with scars because of diseases and um, fungus and different infections that have been on her legs since she's been young. And you know what? This is not uncommon. Many of the young children there have this experience that they're living life and there's something that's bothering them. They're being harassed. And when Jesus saw the crowd and he looked into a crowd of people, he realized that in this crowd there are many people who are harassed. There are many people who are just trying to go about their lives, but there's something coming from the outside, something that's bothering them, something that's, that's giving them a hard time and making their life difficult and painful. We saw when the woman caught in adultery was brought to Jesus, and she was thrown before Jesus. And when Jesus saw this lady, the religious leaders were, you know, what was on their mind? They wanted to make a spectacle. They wanted to show up Jesus. They wanted to humiliate this woman. And when Jesus saw this woman, he saw that she's being harassed. She's not the only sinner. She was caught in the act of adultery. Obviously, there was a male involved. But they picked her, and they're harassing her and using her for their own whatever to, you know, to make Jesus look wrong, to look bad. And they're harassing Jesus. And Jesus looked at this lady and realized she's being harassed. And Jesus had compassion on this lady. And when Jesus looked at the crowds, he saw that people were harassed. People were harassed and helpless. Uh, one of the things that we do in the Philippines, we work together with the Sisters of the Good Shepherd. They have a, um, a residence home for uh, young ladies who've been brought out of trafficking. These girls have been bought and sold from young ages, sometimes uh, less than 10 years old, um, sometimes starting in early teen years. But these girls have been harassed, harassed, taken advantage of, and abused. And you look at their faces and you see the beautiful smiles that are there. 
And when you look at a crowd of people and you say, see many beautiful smiles and people who look like their lives together. When you ride in Manhattan on the subway, it's not most people that look like the homeless lady that sat next to me. Most people look together. But in their togetherness, sometimes behind their facade is this, they're being harassed. There's abuse in their lives. There's things that are going on. They are harassed and helpless. And when you think of helpless, um, we, had a, a, we have groups of students from Nyack College that come and visit us. And one of the students took this picture out of the, uh, the, the side window of public transportation. So I don't know who this is. I don't know where it is. But the student shared the picture with me. And I really love the picture uh, because it spoke to me. Because this woman was kind of helpless. She's sitting by the side of the street breastfeeding her child. And if you look carefully, the child has on mitts to keep them from scratching, which must have been given when that child was born. And this lady is walking down the street with her newborn child. She has no help. And the contrast, when my child was born, and so many people were there to help, and how much help that I've had with my children, but there are people in the world who are helpless. There is no one there to help. And when Jesus saw the crowds, he saw that there are people who are helpless. When he went by the, the pool of Siloam, he saw a man there who had been bedridden for 38 years. A man who could not get to the water by himself to get healing. And Jesus saw that people were helpless. And he saw that people were like sheep without a shepherd. And if you think of this, Zacchaeus, he saw him in the tree. He looked in the crowd and all the people were listening. And yet he noticed this guy up in the tree, this short guy, this little man who had climbed up in a tree. And he noticed him. And he saw in Zacchaeus some potential. He said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house. Because he saw something in Zacchaeus. That he was like a sheep without a shepherd. These young ladies we work with, we do their education, and they are like sheep without a shepherd. And the thing that has amazed me the most, and I think the team that came and visited us would say the same, is how strong they are academically. That they can learn and they can do things. And all they need to be, do is be taught. Some of them were taken, didn't go to school from grade one. They never went to grade two until they were 20 years old. But when they're given a book, they will read it, they will try, they will work at it. And they need some guidance. They need someone to, to shepherd them, to pour into their lives, to give to them. And when they are given and when they are shepherded, what they can do is amazing. And Jesus, when he looked in the crowds, he saw that kind of potential. And one other illustration I would have from where we live this was also taking out the side window of a jeepney. And you see those guys on that uh, little uh, bicycle with a side cart. And these guys, they go around with rice sacks. And what they do is they basically pick up trash. They scavenge. And, you know, they'll come and you got old paint cans or something. They'll throw it in and, or old plastic and whatever. And, and sometimes some of them steal. Not all of them, but some. So when you see them, it's, you know, the tendency is they're coming by, you know, are they going to try to take something? How do I negotiate this? But when you see these guys, it's pretty interesting because, you know what, they're in pretty hard circumstances. They don't got food to eat. Their parents, who knows what their parents are doing. But they are doing something. 
They are out there trying to make it. They are, they are taking some energy. They're doing some work. They're on that bicycle. They're pedaling around. They're looking for something. They're going to get something to take to that scrap dealer to get a few pesos to buy something to eat. And these kids are like sheep without a shepherd. They're just living life. They're just doing whatever there is to do. They're surviving. And there is no one to lead them. With their industriousness and with their work ethic, you know what? They could accomplish something. But they have no one who's giving them guidance. Whether their families have not really supported them, whether they've lost their parents, whatever's going on, I don't know. But they don't have a shepherd. They don't have anyone leading them or showing them what to do with their times and talents. So Jesus saw the crowds and he had compassion. He realized their situations. When he saw a group of people, he did not just look out and see faces, but he saw stories and he saw what was going on behind the facades. And when he saw that crowd, he saw opportunities. And the scripture goes on to tell us that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And when you look at crowds of people, I would question you, do you see the opportunity? When you ride on the train, do you see the opportunity? When you're commuting, do you see an opportunity? When you go to watch a friend play a high school basketball game, do you see an opportunity as you look at the crowd. When you see people across the world struggling, do you see an opportunity? The tendency, the first tendency I think of us as Americans is to see victims. Like, oh, feel so sorry for them. But you know what? That doesn't help them. And I encourage you to take your perspective and not look for victims, but to see an opportunity of, of people created in the image of God that God has chosen to redeem and that God is going to do something in their lives. Do you see an opportunity? It says, Jesus saw the Lord of the harvest. When we really look at these crowds and the challenges, they are truly overwhelming to our human minds and our understanding. If you start to look around and look at people and really see and hear people's stories and see the struggles and pains of their lives, we are overwhelmed. But Jesus gave the key. He said, ask the Lord of the harvest. It's not that we can handle and solve everyone's problems, but we want to be sensitive to see what's going on. And then we pray. We ask the Lord of the harvest to send forth workers into his harvest field. And when we ask the Lord to send forth workers into the harvest field, you know what? Sometimes he might send you. And when he sends you, it's sometimes pretty intimidating. And I don't know about you, um, but for me, I've been in many situations in life like I'm like, God, what am I doing here? Why have you given me the microphone? Why have you put me in this situation, in this difficult situation? What do I have to offer? Why these people are so much older than me? These people are so much smarter than me. These people have so much more status than me. I'm in this situation, and I feel inadequate. I feel 
Like, what can I do? And scripture encourages us to shepherd over his people. And so God calls each of us to shepherd, to take care of. I was, you know, the beginning of your uh, service when they said, who's in a small group and, and people yelled. I, I, I really appreciate that. I've, we're trying to build small groups into our church. And being in that place of being in a small group is a place where you can be shepherded and a place where you can learn to shepherd others, where you can care for, take care, help direct, and help a person grow. And that is really, the, is, is believers in Jesus Christ, that's the most important thing we're doing in life. We're helping people walk together this journey of following Jesus through the ups and downs, through the good and the bad. We're walking together. And he may send you. And I want to close with just one um, illustration. I have a short video. And in this video, I want you to think of yourself. Because sometimes, this, this is a video of a rabbit, all right? And um, we don't think of rabbits of having much power. But I want you to think of yourself as this rabbit. And you're the shepherd, and you're called to do something. How many, do you ever feel like you're called to do something you can't do? Can you raise your hand? Let me see. Anyone? All right, so this may speak to you, all right? So this rabbit is shepherding some sheep, all right? And just imagine God using you. Click the next slide here. Um, all right, so uh, take a look here. You see this little rabbit is shepherding these sheep. And sometimes that's how God uses us. We have people who have big problems. We have people who may be older than us. We have people that we have no idea why God is having me to speak into their lives. But God is calling us to look at the crowds, to see people that have a story. They are harassed. They are helpless. They are like sheep without a shepherd. To have compassion, to pray, to ask the Lord of the harvest. And when he calls you to say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Let's, uh, let's pray.